Calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona! I don't believe it! Well left by York, fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole from Dwight York. Fantastic goal for Manchester United. Can Manchester United score? They always score. Gates with a shot! Welcome to Red Devil Talk, the podcast. This is the United Wrap. I am Jimmy Williams. Today on the show, I'm delighted to be joined by my friend, Barney Chilton, editor of the excellent Red News fanzine. How are you doing, Barney? Uh, I'm all right, Jimmy, thanks. Uh, we were just saying before we started, if we can call the green room of uh, conversation, that it's just nice for United because everyone's finding it tough at the moment. So for, to be able, since that Spurs game, to switch off for 90-minute segments has been a real tonic. I mean, I mean, I mean that because... I'm sure there's other people. I've been really uh, feeling a bit down with everything that's going on, and I'm, I'm not. I've not even been touched as other people have, you know, with it badly. But just the general gloom of it. So I really, I, I saw uh, someone laugh at one of the um, proposals. You know that they were saying the clubs want fans back because of the lift it gives. And you realise in times like this, it does for all the crap that we moan about. United and football give us such a boost. You know just to switch off from things as it always has. So recently, keep it going, Ollie, please, and the team. When I logged into Twitter last night, one thing that struck me was the sheer joy on social media, which was so great to see. After the 6-1, it was just total meltdown. Understandably, of course, that's the nature of the beast, but back-to-back clean sheets since that 6-1. I think he deserves, yeah. he deserves massive credit for the, the manner in which they've turned around, if you like, since that, because it sounds dramatic, I, I wasn't sure where Solskjaer could go from here. He has a he has an ability to, um, and I put at the time, you know, he has an ability after PSG to to when he's really up against it to get a string of results going. And someone went, "Well, we've won ten away," but you can't deny that that after that Spurs, there were doubts. You know, his game management substitutes the tactics, and we're all thinking we all want Ollie, or most of us want Ollie to succeed. You know, he's. He's a soul. He represents just a just an essence of what United should be, and, and we want it to be about. And but he he has a decency because he never he doesn't do a Jose. He doesn't throw players under the bus. He knows some of those players have been let or were letting him down, but he took the flak. And then to come out of it and show that you know there's no the players are playing for him. I don't think that's ever been really in doubt. It's just whether he can set them up and whether they're good enough. And I, I think. The, the key is, I don't want us to go knee-jerk, you know, if we're really down, we're really down, and if we're really up. I just want us to find a consistency because we've got to win on Sunday. You know, let's, for all the excitement, if we don't win on Sunday, that league table after six games doesn't look good. So I don't want us to be a team that, that goes on, you know, six-game runs and then we have three bad ones. I just want us to get a rhythm. And where we're not feeling, I've constantly said Ollie has breathing space, you know, that he doesn't, it's, it's always, he's always like, it's almost two, one or two results from his next um, set of headlines. And I want us to get into a period, you know, Fergie was a genius people would kick off after one bad result, but you'd have a, an essence of a flow. And I hope, please, because we see we see what the team can do here. You just need to work out the right way to take us to level, next level. I think 
obviously after 6-1 all the talk was of the defence Solskjaer's let down in the window the defence isn't good enough but last night I thought I thought Aaron Mamasaka was great last night I know he gets criticised for possibly what he doesn't offer going forward but in terms of his one-on-one one-on-ones he's excellent yeah. I thought he showed great intent to provide a team at wit and Lindelof again I thought he showed great intent yeah. bringing the ball forward for all their critics that's back-to-back clean sheets they were really excellent again last night well, the, the, the Wan-Bissaka thing, I, I had an argument on WhatsApp with one of my mates. I get the modern game has changed, you know, and, and other teams have shown how good attacking fullbacks. But equally, he's there to stop, you know, his key job is to be a defender. And it is up, like, at, at Chelsea, you know, people are going Wan-Bissaka and Shaw. But after a 6-1 defeat at home, their job was to, keep, to make sure we kept a clean sheet. And it's the six players ahead of him. To create, you know, if, you, if you're pointing at wan and Shaw aren't doing enough, then we should also look at the other players. But what I, I'm, I'm less, I think wan is a great defender. Shaw and Lindelof, again, that comes to the team, the consistency. Shaw plays in that five well, and he shows, he, he doesn't have the deficiencies in that um, tracking back that he does in the league. Last night, in a different system, he did well. But you've got to iron out those mistakes because some of them are really rudimentary. I, I remember Lindelof played against um, Italy for Sweden in a playoff match and put in a 10 out of 10 performance. You can do it. But to get us to the next level, I maintain you need players who do it 8, 9, 10 games out of 10. We can't have players who do it 5. And, and again, like let's see what they do on Sunday. Because, you know, it's all well and good having a good two games. I want us to, to see us. I don't want to keep us floating around fourth place, third place. I want us to make the next level. To do that, you've got to improve. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but with regards to Ambasaka, I'm of the view that a defender's primary objective is to defend. Yeah. That's how I see it. That's, and it's pretty basic. One of the sellers, Steve, his constant mantra is football is not complicated. It's just, you know, the, the, the mechanisms which we moan about it and view of it have all changed, but it's not really changed that much apart from the, the ridiculous nature of VAR. But, you know, it's hard because obviously my you, you're, people know this from the fanzine. You know, I'm against the Glazers, always will be. United obviously concerned about 150 million cost of this year and COVID. But the Glazers have taken two billion pounds out in their various mechanisms of paying off the debt, money to them, share sales. And we can't we can't forget that Ollie was let down in this window. So for all the optimism, and I'm not trying to put a downer on it, but Fernandez, one good signing showed how we could make a leap. So if we'd have got two two or three this window. And I'm not saying Tellers will be hopefully a good signing. We've got a couple of kids. Cavani hopefully will be a good addition, but come on, he's 33 years of age, so it's not a long-term, you know, cultural reboot. So just think we can't forget that United need to change their attitude off the pitch as much as we hope that on the pitch we're, we're forming a new type of, you know, Oli has got something going for him. I think there's no doubt that Solskjaer was left down in the window. I mean, I'm not having that he was supported. Like you said, there's no way in hell that a 33-year-old forward was Solskjaer's plan. Certainly not the way they did it on deadline day either. He said, Cavani said the other day that, you know, he rang Herrera up uh, with hours to go to see um, that it was all, uh, you know, the, he, he, if it, his vibes were good. And I thought, well, that, if anything, he's admitting that just with a few hours to go, he's still 
they're still negotiating on the deal and you think the whole quarantine was a farce because if you if you got this thought out policy so my hopes are for the future ollie does the business we keep this going and just get rid of ed woodward please that that would be my christmas wish list i saw a lovely headline this morning Julian Nagelsmann wore the flashy suit, but it was Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's diamond that sparkled. I think that was great. That's good. There's a great, it reminds me of that Matt Dickinson when we did City, when they had the t-shirts ready for winning the league. And he said, uh, no sooner the word City opening the, um, something like City opening the bottles of champagne to celebrate the title. And Paul Pogba and the United team came along and pissed on it. Pissed on their parade. That's a great, this is great football writing on there. You forget like, and sometimes it was good last night to look on Twitter and think, see happiness. But there's always the odd, you know, that I'm often reminded of United fans. You know, you, you, they always want more. We always want more, which fair enough. But Twitter's bonkers, Jimmy. You, you know, like I sometimes look at it and just think, God, <laughs> it's, a, it's a minefield. It's, oh, you could, it, it, but no one agrees to disagree anymore. No one, you know. And that's unfortunate because you could, we and you could meet after a game and we'll ha- argue hell for leather about, say, Luke Shaw, but we'll have a pint and at the end of it go, ah, oh, fuck it, you know. But you don't get that on Twitter. And that's, that's going to be a sadness of all this that you, you, we're missing all these connections of seeing people, the community. And if, if Twitter's all we've got left for, God help us. You mentioned there, like, you'd have disagreements with Land the Pub. You'd have a laugh over it, you have a pint, you move on. I was calling Knob last night on Twitter. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what for? I made a joke. I said, Ollie out. It should have been 6 0. But, you know, if someone, doesn't, if someone doesn't agree on Twitter, no, there's no like, yeah. logical explanation or conversation. There's a knob. It's, it's, it's lost, and it's lost a sense of irony. There's no sarcasm button, you know. But it's also great that, uh, for the mag, you know, like meeting you and the help you've done with the interviews, cracking interviews, and also older Reds with stories. But it's just, and it, and there is a general sadness. You said that before this, you know, about not being there. And uh, some people might find this sad, but I think others will get it. But all I've ever done, because United was given to me by mum, you know, going all my life, pretty much all my life, all I've ever done is go to United or base my life around if I'm not there, how am I going to watch it? How am I going to hear about it? And to have that taken away from you. Last night, there's only there's moments. So last night, I wasn't feeling that. I was actually transported, so I was into the match. But there have been others where you're just absolutely bereft. You know, this, this thing, this identity, this culture, and it's just been removed. It's like, what do we do? And I know there's, you know, there's far greater things the health of my family but United added to that is 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 something life affirming you know and that's 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 really hard to to deal with the longer this goes on but it's so important to so many people it's it is a way of life and I know for me obviously I'm Irish I don't get to as many games as I would like to and people listening to this will say oh you're only an armchair supporter that's fine but United's result defines my weekend defines my mood yeah. Yeah, and, cool. and and it's not about how many games, you, you know that that's not that that's never. Um, I can remember I've been lucky to travel the world, and this isn't like a me me. But uh, I went to Japan in '97, and we went in a bar, and uh, then it was a different Tokyo to now. It was there was no Westernized, and um, we were struggling to get understood. And 
we said we were there for Manchester United and not many people realised. And then a bloke came up and he just went, Bobby Charlton. And it was like, it's like that cliched story, the taxi driver who took George Best. But I felt so fucking buzzed that United could, it, it can just reach parts, you know. There's just a goodness, you know, in that purity of United. So, and there's people who get up at three o'clock in the morning and that there, you know, and then we had in the mag last uh, month that a bloke from Kenya or Nairobi came from, um, uh, came over for a Europa League game for his first ever experience and the joy he got from that. So it should never be, you know, like my United's better than the next person or their person, their experience. It's all just our experiences. The unfortunate thing is how the internet mutates it into divisions and rows. But Jimmy, if you can work out how to solve that, you'll win the Nobel Prize. I love the fact that it's, you kind of touch on it there. It's subjective, really. Everyone sees United in a different way. And, yeah. You know, I, I love that. Everyone interprets it differently, which I think is great. That's exactly. But you get 20 people, 20 mates sitting in K-Stand where we are, and we'll all argue. You know, I'll say, oh, Fred, and the guy's having a good game, and I'll think, I'll give him a six. They played well last night. I'll give him a six out of ten. No, he's eight out of ten. That's the beauty of it. And that, you know, that is... No, it shouldn't be one condensed view. United's not one view. I'm against the Glazers. I know I've got mates who, who think they've spent a billion, you know, they've spent 800 million. They don't care about the rest that we go on with. Shouldn't mean that we fall out. You mentioned Fred there. I want to stick with Fred. Is he becoming a key player for United? Now, I have a friend, Matthew Henderson. I'm sure he's listened to this. He's been a Fred advocate for a number of years. And I, I always disagree with him, we'll say. I didn't see it. But I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see what he brings. I thought he was... He showed great urgency last night. He was tenacious, of course. He sparked the yeah. for United's opener. He's a nuisance. That, that's that's the two words you could give him. He he's 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 industrious. You know, for me, he's always given the ball away too easily and in, in risky areas. But there's sometimes partnerships work. Him and McTominay seem to get the best out of each other and they seem to have a role together and understand if someone's going to make a mistake, I'll cover for you. I wouldn't, and, but he covered, you know, like I saw, I'm not a big stats for man as you probably know, but I saw he covered more ground than anyone. So there are times when Fred will be a use. I am not a fully, I won't be wearing a Fred badge tonight, but give a player a due if they're playing well. And at the moment, it's a nice headache. Ten, two weeks ago, we were all moaning about the midfield and what works. Pogba had a good game. We give him enough stick, give him credit. That's probably his best game. We see, we were discussing it last night. There's not enough good games. That's the problem. But he had a great game, was it Young Boys? And he had a really good game there. That's probably his best European game. The problem is that was two years ago. Do it more often and see that type. But that ball to Greenwood, that's that's the quality he's got. So if, if Oli can keep them all... Into the into a shape, but we're probably going to have to see a season where it's five at the back, then it's a diamond. He's probably going to have to chop and change it, and that isn't a bad thing because United have become too predictable for too many years since Fergie. Do you think the diamonds might be the way forward for United and Solskjaer? I think the system suits many of our players, especially Pogba, as you mentioned on the left of that diamond. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm a bit of a. Um, how shall I politely slag myself off for this? Uh, I'm a bit of a stupid fan, really. I get caught up in the emotion of it, so I'm not really the best person to advise for tactical input because I'm a bit like a goldfish. If I stare at it and it works, I'll say that works. <laughs> then tomorrow, ask me again. I, 
I, I've always been against five at the back, but I can see in the modern game that it, it, it can, especially when we were leaking goals for fun, that it can work. But I just want to see, going back to Steve Sellers' point, it ain't complicated. Make them worry more about us than we are about them. And we've got, hopefully, building to 11 better players now win that game of football, you know. But I realise <laughs> the game's moved on. And I was saying that in the 80s, and we were shit for most of those years, so... Hi, this is Ken Doherty, and you're listening to Red Devil Talk, the podcast with Jimmy Williams. I think for anyone who listens to this podcast, they'll know that I'm not particularly a Paul Pogba fan. I've made that quite yeah. clear on Twitter, and I've often got some stick for it. He's often criticised for not doing the basics. I think still after four years, there are question marks. What's his best role? I think for 90 million, that shouldn't be the case. But overall, last night, it has to be said, he, it was a really good performance. The assists as you mentioned, was quality. He deserves credit for that. So today, I'm going to praise Paul Pogba. His, his quality is not in doubt. No, but that's it. And, and I think in your interviews with a lot of 80s players, and yes, it's a different generation and, and types, but it, the question of Paul Pogba, you can tell, immediately rolls a little bit of a consensus that they're unsure. We shouldn't be having a debate about a player four years in that we're unsure about them. The problem is that's typifies United over the last 10 years. You know, there's so many players we've had for five, six years or half, half a testimonial period where we go, oh, I'm still not sure that that's not, you know, on where he played for Juve. But Juventus could almost um, fluff him up. You know, they had the players to control the game where he could be an afforded a luxury. We carried a player for a good few years, who didn't want to track back, who didn't want in Ronaldo. But he backed it up by scoring 42 goals a season. So I'm just a bit tired of the Pogba debate and I want to be distracted by some something else. So I'm more like, you know, give praise when he deserves it. I'm tired of the constant, you know, I didn't, I wasn't happy about him saying about Madrid after the, the Spurs game, but that's, it's all, it's all a bit of a game now. And, you know, I don't know. I just think we go we go round and round in in circles. What I would say is, I, on the train after a game once, I've said this before on the Red News podcast that um, I saw him with kids, and he waited to sign every autograph, and was an absolute pleasure to those kids who were having a touch of you know a United legend. And I thought that's different class because I've seen Sanchez and people like that refuse them. So. I don't know. I don't, he can. He just. He's a. He's a paradox, isn't he? We're going to be arguing about him till he leaves. And I would. I. I thought he'd leave last summer. I thought he'd leave this summer. So he's still here. Let's get the best out of him. I think to get the best out of him, like you mentioned, you know, he's possibly been a casualty of the four-two-three-one. I don't yeah. think he has the game to, I suppose, do the defensive responsibilities, if you like. Last night on the left, the diamond. I think that gave him a bit of freedom to make that impact further up the field, which I think is, you know, I'm not a tactical expert. And I don't claim to be, but I think that's where the best, that's where we're going to see the best of Paul Pogba. But it, and it, but it also reflects on what's the best system to get get the most of goals, you know, because we're scoring more. We are, we are undoubted. I, I maintain, you know, for all my moans about the transfer window, we are a better squad than a year ago. We're a better team, but we need to make strides now. We can't keep getting caught in this quicksand, but we need to score goals. And what formation is going to get the most goals? Because Rashford is 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 being in brilliant form since he, you know he looked jaded during the restart he's looked brilliant for that little rest has done in the world of good 
But we can't rely just on Rashford. Martial's having another indifference spell. I know he scored last night. So we need the midfield to start dinking in with eight or ten goals each. And that, that makes a difference to the whole team. You see, every successful team pretty much has a midfield that will score 20 or 30 goals between them. And we haven't done that for a long, long time, even predating Fergie, really. What have you made of the Donny van der Beek stuff? Obviously, Van Basten said it's a mistake come to United. Gary Neville uh, said he doesn't know why United bought him ever. Doesn't think United need him. I possibly think it's a bit premature because the season's only five games old, but I want to get your view on that. Yeah, I, I do think it is. and uh, Premature, that is. And I, he will get games, you, you know. But the fact that he's not an automatic star when you pay £45 million, I don't know. And the only the only aspect that has been odd is it's not his agent, it's his second advisor. I mean, what a daft, what modern world. You, you don't have one agent anymore, you have two or three. What the fuck? Sorry, but his advisor, you know, was moaning to the press after game two and three pretty wildly to a lot of journos. And I thought that's a bit odd because they don't usually, I know we bemoan agent, but they don't usually speak out of turn unless they're prompted or unless it's with, you know, reason. But I I don't think it's a, we'll see. I don't think it'll be a major distraction. But but there are, the problem again with United post-Fergie is we've had a lot of players come and only be here one or two years and then they go, you know, and we've heard good things and I'm not comparing him to Snydlin, but we need to get, we need to start getting players who are going to be here a long period of time and going to be good players. So we'll see. The jury's out. He's not, he's not one of my United worry, you know, like what happens there. It's more, can Lindelof be the player we need him to be? Can Shaw improve? What is the right midfield? And how Ollie's going to fit? Is he going to, is he going to persist with Martial? Is he going to put Cavani in there instead? Is he going to go Rashford wide? You know, just, just that's, that's a headache. But Ollie keeps saying it's a good headache. And you, you notice he's, he says a lot of things like that Fergie would, and I'm sure that's, deliberate and intentional, you know, good headaches and things like that. So that's a bit different from a year ago where we didn't think we had many options. You mentioned Martial there. He's a player who really frustrates me. Yeah. Some weeks he's excellent. Some weeks he's non-existent. Last night, obviously, the goal, 1-11 in 11 before that, his numbers are kind of worrying. I don't think he's... When I think of players like Van Nistelrooy and yeah. those kind of players, they could be non-existent but still score a goal. They could contribute something... When Martial's bad, he's bad. He contributes nothing. Yeah, and and we uh, we constant we have on the Red News podcast. Nick is not a fan. I try and be. I see more the talented individual we know is there, but we can't persist. We can't be having this argument in a year. You know, we keep saying this is Martial's season to prove this because he's what he's coming up. Is he twenty four? You know, that's that's beyond the kid. You know, it starts getting into um, Jesse Lingard territory of been here quite a long time now, you need to make the step up. He's confusing. I'm Bournemouth away, where everyone had horrendous journeys last year, which we lost, which was a terrible, terrible day. To view him where he's not tracking back, and it infuriated the United end, you, 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 you can't keep doing that. You know, what, what, what sort of player are you? As you say, if you're going to be one who only has one or two moments... You've got to make sure you score those. We can't compare him to, you know, the great. Rude was one of the greatest strikers we've ever had. But Martial's got to be better than some of the decent strikers we've had. And at the moment, we still don't know. We can have a period of two or three games where you think, right, 
this is the Martial we know. And then a month later, you're still having that, that argument. And that, again, typifies the, sorry to bring people back down to earth, but that sort of, you know, that argument we have with quite a number of the players there, which is why I want to get carried away. I want to skip round the kitchen, you know, we're on the roll. But we still, we still have a lot of question marks. And he, I just don't know. But if we're having this conversation in a year, then that's not good, you know. On a positive note, Marcus Rashford, his first United hat-trick. He's been criticised heavily recently for his school meals campaign off the field. Last night was a reminder that on the field, he's their main player. And he, he's done brilliant. And, you know, of course he's got a team. He's not tweeting six hours, seven hours before a game. I don't think anyone, believe, you know, he's got a good team around him, but he fundamentally from, believes in what he's doing. And it's, a, you know, are we really in this day and age talking about kids' meals? In poverty, it's fucking depressing, you know, really. And it's taking a footballer to do that. That's the saddest part, you know. And the anger that it bestows that someone will tell me to cook a spam dinner for 30p, you know. Come on, aren't we better than that as a society? So, and and to, to think he's answering it back in the best possible way, because anyone who would say, oh, well, he's not doing it on the football pitch. Well, yes, he is. So, brilliant. You know, there should be more. I'd rather a footballer was doing some good than getting pissed up, doing bad things. I won't say any names. <laughs> That's five goals and six for Rashford now. He will he will fancy Arsenal Sunday. He's crucial to our season. I, I, I've maintained that strike force could get, I was ho- hoping, 70 goals this season in all competitions. So I was thinking one of them makes 30, the other two make 20 again. That's if you If they get 70 goals, that changes the directive of the team. And I would imagine Rashford will think 20 league goals is on, 30, league, 30 goals in total. And then that's, that's, that's a huge, you know, he just look, he's, he, he's fast, he's built up, you know, from when he first came through and he knows how to score. And some of his goals like that one at Brighton keep going, you know. But he will need, a, I just think, he, I think he, need, he will need a rest at some point, which is the handy part of the Cavani thing. There will be a time coming up where just take, you know, rest him for a couple of games. That won't be a bad thing because this, this season's so lopsided. The natural rhythm for a player is so taken away from him. Just know when to, you know, rein it in a little bit. But I don't know, I don't know, Jim, but where do you, what do you think is going to happen this season? When I look at what's above us, you would say Liverpool and City are obviously the stand-up candidates. City, not so much recently, but I've no doubt that they will click into gear. There's, there's too much talent there for it not to. I look at Arsenal under Arteta. I think he's doing good things. I think they're moving in the right direction. I think Jose is going to do good things at Spurs too. They look strong. As it stands, if you look at top six, for me, I think, in a cup. I'd be gutted with anything. If we're out of the top four again, I'd be absolutely gutted. And I don't, I hate myself for saying, you know, that top four, I was no itis. I, I think we need to make the, we need to go for a cup and the League Cup. You've got a real chance there because not everyone takes it seriously. You're all, we're already in round five. You know, you've got a chance there. And that and Fergie, if Ollie mirrors him, the cup makes a difference. And that would have made a, such a difference last year. Just get a bit of silverware and think, make yourself hungry for it, you know? I just don't know that, Jimmy. The, the, the league is there. You say, you know, the teams you've mentioned, City have lost or whatever, they've only won two. Arsenal have lost two already. Just keep keep in there. And Oli did say that before the season started. You know, you want to be, you want to have a good season, start to season. And no matter what the foot, we have not had a good start to the season. 
despite the last two weeks. So you've got to get a couple of league wins now and then see the table take shape and think, right, we're in the hunt. What can we do here? What can we change from last season where we just came, you know, we came up short? And fuck it, target the league. Had enough years of not. Be a bit more cockier and confident. That won't do us any harm. There's there's hope, you know. Come, we're, 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 We've all had a shitty year in United are making us smile, you know. So I'll take I'll take that for now. Or you know, I woke up this morning and thought, God, would they lock down the football again? Please don't do that. Can you imagine? Oh God, that's the only escape for I think many people. Do you know? I can't even remember what I was doing in like March or April when we went into lockdown. It's, it's such a <laughs> I can't remember. How did we? What did we do? <laughs> <laughs> we we did shopping once a week. And we got so giddy. That was the highlight of the week, getting the shopping to see what we could get. But I've been canny this year, Jimmy. I've got my booze in early. Me too. So if they're going to shut fucking doors, but I'm not missing out this time. So I've got my red wine in. I have the Guinness ready to go, so I'm, I'm, well, equipped. Yeah. I'm well equipped. I want to conclude by talking about Sunday's game, Arsenal, a renewal of the great rivalry, but two teams far from the peak of their powers, but we need to build on last night, don't we? We've got to win it, but I just don't know. You just don't know with a side. But we should, with confidence. You know, like, again, a bit sad, but I wake up feeling that thinking about United and I was thinking a nice 2 0 victory. How good would that feel? Because you feel then you really build in momentum. And again, from your interviews, not meaning to, to brown nose, but it's amazing, you know, the confidence the players saying, you know, confidence is so huge in football. And I think it was in the mag, someone said, Hugo Loris said from that Spurs documentary, it's so hard to get but so easy to lose if you can go with it but I just don't know with this United side I'm, 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 I'm not meaning to, for everyone listening to bring a note of caution into it but please let us win just because that would be the perfect tonic but I wouldn't I wouldn't be banking my house on it but you should you, you know after what we've done against the finalists and the semi-finalists bring it on you should be looking forward to these games I think it's a reflection of where this United team are though that we don't know yeah. we don't know what we're going to get from one week to the next we could get what we yeah. saw in Paris or then we could see what we saw against Chelsea which I thought was really poor we don't know what we're going to get and I think that no. I think that sums up Solskjaer's reign in general he's approaching 100 games you know it's it, it, and it sums up the post-Fergie period really you, you know that we've been caught in this one step forward two step back I do think I do think we are making strides now but that's got to be seen in the league table, you know. And we know that the Glazers are ruthless, so he's got to make top four again. But come on now, you know, seven years since Fergie left, we've got to make those strides now. It's, it's, and, and, and spending that type of money. It's just still a mismatch of a squad, but you can see an identity coming from there. But you do want to see it more often. But it's, it's just a question mark, isn't it? It's exactly that. So prove us on Sunday. I can see the potential of this team and I said it on the podcast last week and I'll leave you go after this because I appreciate yeah. I've kept you for too long but with this team I actually liked them whereas under Mourinho I found it hard to even like them. There was the, 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 the depressing um, moment and it was on the Oli you know that Cardiff at home that to lose that that horrible end to that season which were you know after the Oli at the wheel the destruction the, the the setting fire to himself and the team of Jose that we felt after Cardiff you know 
we all went to the pub. And how many of these players do you actually like? You know, they're here picking up the money. They don't care. They come out with the same platitudes. You know, we'll bounce back. And for Ollie to lift the team that summer was pretty incredible, you know, with everything that went on. And now you look through the side, I like Wambasaka. I've always liked De Gea, but I've wondered if his mind has been elsewhere. So maybe Henderson coming in has been a good prod for him. Um, Sure, <laughs> sure, I don't know. I still don't know. Uh, I like Maguire. Uh, you know, so you go through them. I like McTominay. I love Rashford. You start, and then you start saying, we're old. You know, grown men saying they love a footballer is an odd thing to be saying in public anyway. But to, to have that mechanism, and I love Ollie. You know, I know, I know, I know it's sometimes your heart rule in your head about Ollie. But that not that what football is? You know, we've all got going that Van Persie, the kid inside us going, come on, United. And if this Ollie experiment ends and we go to another manager, you know, going through the routine, at least we've got someone who's trying his guts out. And let's see, two years, I think everyone would say three years is a good time to see if a manager can work. So that will be a year. And then see where we are, you know. Hopefully, it'll be some journey. And can you imagine how fucking good it'll be if Ollie actually does it? Can you imagine? You know, I, I get the arguments, the Ollie outers, and it shouldn't be that childish Ollie in or Ollie out. You should have nuances and debate it after every result. But I will hand on heart say, yes, it is my heart leading with Ollie. But that's why I support Manchester United. It's an emotional experience. I couldn't agree more. I think for me, I more hope than believe. He's the man. But yeah, what, but what I yeah do, no, that's, but what that's I true. Still, I would say. But, uh, you know, I think we had, a, we, we had a God-given right by a genius to presume we'd win trophies, and that skewed our expectations. And unfortunately, we've learned at the moment we may not be just another football club in all aspects of our support, and, but we've become just another football club in what we are, the reality of we might not win a trophy for X amount of years. And that is hard to take. It wasn't enjoyable in the 70s and 80s. It's not enjoyable now. But sometimes you've got to do it. And I'm not meaning to sound like Nurse Ratchet, but you've got to take your medicine and then hope for the good times, you know? This is what being a football fan is about. But being a United fan makes us special. (laughs) Having said all that, I do believe that if, like you say, if at some point the Ollie experiment does end, I believe that when it does end, the successor will find a club in a much better position yeah. than the one Solskjaer yeah. found. He deserves a lot of credit for the positive changes. He really does. He's crucial to a lot of the positive things that we are now seeing. Yeah, and, and we, I had this uh, on Twitter this week that someone said, well, I said Jose said he'd leave it, and I don't think he did. Someone went, well, look at the LVG you know, side. And I, what, what I meant by that is Jose had created a team that was bereft, split, divisions you know there were all manner of things going wrong with that I hope that we won't see that again we won't see United side at war where they're having petty arguments in public you know you can't get more than that that Jose was it after Derby in the League Cup having a film staged row with Pogba I mean that's just ridiculous unedifying you know so I think he will but that and Ollie maintains that's all that's all he really you know that's what he hopes but I'd like to see more, you know. We need to see more. A club of United stature, not discounting what I've just said, we need to be winning trophies. So let's win one this season, you know. European Cup. Why not? Win them all. It's been a pleasure.
Oh, thanks, Jimmy. And for all you do, seriously, for the interviews, they're great. They're fantastic. And if, if by any chance any current or recent player wants to be interviewed by Jimmy, get in touch because he doesn't buy it. Cheers, Jimmy. Pleasure, Take right. care of yourself and everyone, yeah? You too. All the best. Calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona! I don't believe it! Well left by York, fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole.